All right, so um, I guess we're going to start the episode. This is uh, Sovereign Remedy. No, it's <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, how do you like the little setup I got here? Oh, this is cool. It just looks cool. Yeah. I mean, I hope it sounds cool for everybody. Probably sounds clearer, I hope. I hope so, too, Instead as well. Just some, you know... Uh, crappy phone mic, <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> which is you know, better, better than nothing. But you know, it, it's it's nice to have nicer equipment, and you feel more professional, and you feel like you can take it a little more seriously. And you know, seeing something like this will probably help me focus on a topic instead of just like, dude, we're just talking and like whatever, which is always yeah. cool. But and on top of that, now we have like our, my phone to be free, so I can like look shit up as we're talking. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, oh man, wow, you just took a huge. It's kind of like. A big baby step, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Anyway. So, like, I, I like, I might buy a little table just like this, a little fold out. Oh yeah. And then that way I can like, because I have a lot of people that are interested in actually doing this, so now I can like be mobile instead of just dude, you know. Exactly, dude. Look at the era we live in. Like dude, technologies that like pop a up in your podcast <laughs> interview room with like, you know, there's no camera on us, so like, you know, we're like in a room with like. You know, Christmas lights hung up around the borders and on the floor, and there's guitars hung up on the wall, and there's a bass. I don't know. It's like it's a cool looking room, and now this place looks like a. It's like our little uh, you know rec room. That's kind of I don't know. Yeah, and this is a great meditation room too, as well. Like I love doing meditation on that couch. Yeah. Um, it's a great like if you just want to get away and just like and then throwing on the incense and mm -hmm. burning some uh, frankincense and stuff like that. Yeah, this is a nice little setup over here. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, anyways. Um, I guess uh, Happy New Year, Happy New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve. This, these are the last moments, hours of 2020. I keep forgetting that. It's not even on. Hasn't really been on my mind. But like, I feel like the second you just said that, like, it's like, oh wow, this is this is it. Yeah, this is this is the end of this year. This crazy year, crazy year for everybody. It's the conclusion. I don't know. I don't want to like overhype it, but I guess like for a lot of people, I I feel like a lot of if you made it to the end of the year, that's that's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. You know, because I don't think it was just Corona that kind of like dampened people's ear. It was a whole lot of things. Mm. So um, you know, I'm keeping my head up. There's a lot of other other good things going on in my life, but you know. Uh, let's say goodbye to 2020 for sure. I was telling you earlier today, dude, I was just like, I wasn't going to be like, oh yeah, 21 or 2021 is going to be my year. You know, it's just, mm. you know, I'm just going to stop claiming that, you know, because it just seems like karma comes like, oh yeah, really? <laughs> this yeah. is going to be your year. You know, it like, there's always lessons to be learned. And I think, um, I think this year I definitely have come to my, uh, uh, acceptance of a lot of things that I have to work on, you know, uh, I think that this is, I'm, I'm going to say 2021, uh, it's going to be, I think it'll be like, I'm going to try to make it like right down the middle, you know, just average. Cause that way you're not like disappointing yourself, but then you're just, you know, you can pick your highs, um, you know, and then float in your lows. I think that's like what I'm going to try to do. I think I'm just going to ride, you know, ride my highs and then just float in my lows, mm -hmm. just float. You know, try not to like 
fight the tide or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, that's just life. And, uh, you know, I have a lot to work on and a lot of good projects in that regard. A lot of like self-care and everything like that. But um, again, there's a lot, like you said, there's, you know, there's great reasons to be thankful for, uh, you know, this year too as well. There's a couple, lot of few things that happened this year that were very, very, uh, they turned out to be well. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So, which is, uh, which is good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking the setup, man. It, it does make me feel a lot more <laughs> like, uh, you, don't you feel like it's a lot more, you feel a lot more free. You're not trying to like find the phone and talk into it. And you can kind of now just, yeah, like, yeah. You can free flow and let your, you can focus more on your thoughts. And that's the whole idea of it, obviously. Sure. Um, yeah, you mentioned earlier in your, um, in what you were saying there, um, you know, every year, once this is my year, I'm going to like rise to the top, new me, new year, new me. You know, those claims, and it's, you know, positivity. And I think 2020 was just, oh, man, just, just reality slapping us, a lot of us in the face. You know, we can talk about that. I'll, I'll, I feel like it's an attack on our spirit. A lot of what happened. Well, you know? it, it's sort yeah. of like it's sort of like you know maybe in this sense, like put up or shut up. You know, yeah. it's like y'all like you know think positive and like you we're gonna do it. And it's like you know I'm not. I'm more. I like to be more realistic. I I I think it's good to be like positive and try to like think, but like. I think there's a phoniness, like a fakeness about a lot of this shit. And I feel like 2020 exposed that. It was just sort of like, okay, Mr. Really positive guru, let's see how you fare now. You know, like you're stuck in your house with, you know, whatever, with yourself. I mean, I, for some people, it's a different challenge, but I, 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 but I also feel like, you know, like, that you can, that, like, I did find some positivity out of this year yeah. anyway, you know? Like, it's... Well, I mean, I think everybody was challenged in some way, shape, or form. I, you know, I think, uh, I think the campaigning, what you're talking about, I think the campaigning from kind of, like, like the macro point of view with, like, corporations and stuff like that, like, we're in this together, stuff like that, you know, with, with social media and everything, um... I think this caused a lot more people to kind of look, look inward and say, hey, all right, if I want to get through this, I really got to, like, search through myself. Totally. You know, it, this is a totally. – this was definitely a, a very – and for me it was, you know, and I think everybody experienced it a different way. You know, obviously I went more of, like, you know, I, I definitely embraced more of the spiritual aspect of it. Um, but I think other people probably experienced it in other ways, like rediscovering things, going out and trying new things too as well, yeah. like hiking, everything like yeah. that, and getting a little bit more acquainted with, uh, you know, the not so finer things in life <laughs> yeah you know getting out to the rugged uh, exposure of the environment mm -hmm. yeah I, I think some people took advantage of that opportunity you know I'm, I'm more I've always been uh, an introvert so like although this affected me it, I, I don't think it affected me as other people because I was able to be I was able to withstand it and like be and you know within six after six months just be just kind of like 
you know, get into the acceptance stage and just sort of move on. With there it. is there, but you know what though? I mean, you say the acceptance stage. I mean, there are stages of grieving. There is a grieving process oh, that 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 needs to be addressed. There's a lot of psychological issues that are going on around there because of a lot of the self isolation. You know, I mean, look, I'm I'm, I'm already like I got I got to remind myself to take vitamin D. You know, because. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, that's muy importante. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, very I, I important. I was taking a shower earlier, and, and I was thinking that thought was like, oh, I need to pick up pick up vitamin D because it's mm-hmm. you know the not so sunny season. So here we are. Uh, but little things like that. So that's funny you mentioned that. That's all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, other but, than that, man. You know, I don't want to like. Here's the thing. You know, I don't want to like keep like. Keep dogging on the issue of like 2020 sucked, man, and it's like everyone knows it sucked. Everyone knows it fucking sucked. Like, here's the thing: like, aren't you tired of it of, of feeling the suck of, of 2020? Like, just like okay, it, it, it's it's done. It's over. I think like, that it, right there, man, and I fell into this too as well because it really is a victim. It's a victim mentality. You is. know, to be like, and uh, I mean, to a way, I you know, I think. I, I was a little bit of a victim to that, you know, I guess you can say, but like there were my own problems that came and manifested in 2020, mm-hmm. you know, um, but at the same time too, uh, it was, uh, um, it, it was easy to get that victim mentality, but I think after just being after a month of just being like, what the hell's happening? And I think I had good argument for it. I had to just like fold and just accept, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and here's the thing. We all fall victim under the, uh, oh, no pun intended, but we all f- fall victim under the victim mentality at times. You know, it's not like I didn't, you know, uh, through the beginning of this thing, but um, everybody has their own reasons, um, but in the end of it, it's like, you know, what, what the hell, I can't control any of this, and, uh, you know, it, it's like you just get tired of feeling sick and tired, you know, you just get tired of feeling that way, and it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to focus on other things, positive. You have to, you have to find other things to do with your life. And I think the reason people are going, some people are going crazy uh, for obvious reasons. People, you know, aren't exactly meant to be cooped up at home all the time with, you know, limited things to do, but also it's forcing us to be like, okay, I have to stay sane somehow. So like, okay, I'm going to play more board games with my family. Uh, I'm going to do, we have an opportunity to just, you know, make, turn lemons into lemonade, but, you know, it's, it's our choice. You know, I think this is also a time, and I'm not dogging technology. I'm not dogging technology. No, we're not lights over here, but, but, uh, at the same time, I think this might be a good idea to just kind of like detach, you know, because like, you, you, you know, I mean like now, cause we're kind of cooked up. In our homes a little bit more, and everybody's spending more time online. And I think it might be a better idea to just be like, you know, let's just get together, let's play some cards, you know, let's learn yeah. something new, let's do things like this, play good, you know, just learn, learn it. Um, <clears throat> you got to use, you know what it is? You can't let your imagination die. You just can't. You can't no, let your imagination. That's that's when your spirit is like, yeah. 
No, you're abs- you're absolutely right. We have, to, you know, we have been been through a sort of dehumanization process, if you will, for the past like you know over a decade. You know, uh, we're we are we are so attached to our phones, and I'm not trying to demonize anybody because of that. That's just in the the era we're in. But we're old enough to remember, like in my opinion, opinion there was a wholesome quality to like the era that we grew up in and we were you know born in the 80s so we grew up in the 80s and 90s yeah i want to say the first like 12 years before we had cable it was like i remember those being very fond years uh like growing up because you, you were forced to use your imagination and uh you're uh it, it, you know you know you were more you were more apt to be like human and now like you know you watch kids they're always like glued to like youtube you know here's my point you know even when with the with cable at that time or even uh the internet the internet yeah you know we grew up with like the rise of the internet we i mean like we grew up when after instant messaging was created and like we started talking to people you know you know so just emailing them we would you know have back and forth actual, you know, real-time conversations, text conversations. And it was like, that was a huge thing. Um, that was wholesome in, in and of itself, too. In my opinion, and I always talk about this, I feel like there, it's the split was 9-11. To me, that was like the mark of like the, yeah. the, the pre-9-11 world and the post-9-11 world yeah. because... Brave new world. It, totally, yeah. totally. And I'm not saying it's like, oh, it's total. It's completely like brave new world it's it's it has qualities of it um i do i do want to say this though i'll never forget you know after the fact i I think i kind of like became a lot more aware of this in like 2007 when we had that like that uh the banking crisis yeah and i was like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) that's that that was the moment you were getting into ron paul yeah and uh, you and some good friends of ours yeah. getting into Ron Paul and like really being like, holy shit, you know, yeah. like a lot of the stuff is, uh, you know, going on. And he just himself as a congressman was exposing a lot of this, especially a lot of like mm-hmm. what was going on with the Federal Reserve and everything like that. Yeah. And that made me start questioning, like, kind of like, you know, uh, what's, what's really going on as far as like how things are just being kind of like bought, owned. And distributed to like kind of society. Yeah, we are at that phase. Mm-hmm. We really are. And I mean, you know, I, I think at this point we have a choice. You know, we just need to become, I think, maybe aware of it, mm-hmm. and say, all right, I can make a choice today. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I could start. Um, you know, I could start working on. You know, becoming more attached to myself as far or not attached, but like kind of like connected to yourself mm-hmm. meditation. Uh, you decide to join a church, um, you get to like spirituality or, uh, you, you get into some sort of hobby that you really get into or something like that. Um, and make sure that it's like, you know, you don't take the human, you know, the human aspect out because dude, you, you know, I, I see everybody at work, you know, it's hard to not live off on your phone. I think I might just start like plugging it in, just keeping it in the cabin. Yeah. The, you know, my truck and just being like, all right, I'm going to just keep this here. And then when I'm on the road, I have something to do and I'm going to start bringing a book to work or something like that. There's my, you know what? There's my new year's resolution. Bring a fucking book to work. That's a great idea. Yeah. 
<laughs> there, there, there you go. In you an know. actual book, and, and I'm not dogging like audiobooks or you know Kindle books or you know books you can read on your phone or tablet, but like I feel like if you read an actual book in front of your face, that's less distraction uh, because you're, you're focused on a book and the book only. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like there's value in the hard copy. So yeah, actually, you know, it's funny because I tried to bring one to work the other day. Because I had a 16-hour shift, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, and I had to do something real quick downstairs. I had to pull some stuff out of the laundry. And, uh, you know, I brought the book with me, and I was like, don't forget that book. And I kind of, like, gave myself a quick reminder, and then I told myself afterwards, I'm like, who are you kidding? And I did the thing real quick, and I just, like, had to go take off because I was going to be late for work anyways. Yeah. I think it was, like, 10 minutes late or something like that. And uh, I was like, oh, damn, I fucking forgot the book. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I got a 16-hour shift tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I think I'll bring it then. Yeah. It's a nice uh, way to escape. The book is called Speaker for the Dead by Scott Orson Card. He wrote the book. Uh, and there's a movie on it, too, as well, called Ender's Game. Okay. Actually, dude, the book is actually really good. I'm not like in too, too, like, there's a lot of good detail in there. And it wasn't like, um, for instance, like Harry Potter, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. I couldn't get into it just because yeah. it's just like, it's a little too far out there. From, so other people get into it. That's cool. It's the yeah. same thing with like, uh, but Scott Orson Card has a good way of writing too as well, which makes it a little bit more direct, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. in his uh, description. That's cool. Yeah. You know, got to get back into it. I should like fucking... Uh, I want to, like, read. I think I want to get, like, by spring, I want to have, like, at least two books read. You know, I just actually, maybe about an hour ago, I just ordered a book on Amazon. Um, should be coming in next week. Um, it's called Thank God for Bitcoin. Nah, I, I, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, hey, by the way, yeah, that's that's a good thing to talk about for a little uh, bit. I, I, you know, <clears throat> I, just, I read the description. In any book on Bitcoin, I like reading, so, but this one, it, I guess it touches more upon the moral argument. I think there's two authors. One of them is a Christian. I think I think the other one is an atheist, but they I think it seems like they may they may have come together just to make the moral monetary argument behind Bitcoin and I think perhaps the inspiration behind I, I haven't read the book, gonna read the book, so I don't know, just one of those Hey maybe we'll get you on a uh, a review on that one. Yeah that'd be cool. We can uh future uh podcast subject for yeah absolutely that, that would be cool yeah but um so no uh, I, I think i posted something the other day and it, you know maybe i shouldn't have done that but uh i did it anyways just because it's like you know it's information you know yeah i was like had you bought with your stimulus bitcoin when it was at ten thousand dollars okay which would have equated Ooh. to one uh 0 0.12 bitcoin yep okay or somewhere close to that I basically put that, I was just like, this is, and I, I was like, I just plugged that in real quick mm -hmm. on Google search, and I was like, that's what it would be worth today. I think it was like 3000 you know, I think $3,500. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude, that, yeah. <laughs> you know, just by... That's, that's not insignificant, you know, and that's nope. within, uh, you know, within the year. And, yeah. uh, but <clears throat> it's... It's yeah, fortunate. It, yeah, it's it's a crazy. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It, but hey, think about this, man. I mean, if if people are starting to kind of like question this and whatnot, look at Mass Mutual. Oh yeah. Look at Mass Mutual. They just bought a hundred 
thousand dollars million hundred hundred million dollars worth wow and dude that was before yeah that was before the big pump yeah dude dude it's it's institutions have been getting into bitcoin at uh you know pre 10k levels yep um i i'm just so (laughs) glad like after you know december 5th 2017 was my very first purchase of bitcoin and ethereum and litecoin but like bitcoin was and you know the market crashed after that uh shortly into 2018 and but i'm just so glad i stuck with it and really more so learned to how to use bitcoin and i learned you know what it is generally speaking and after <clears throat> learning what it is i was like oh man like i gotta get more of this stuff and dude actually when you start looking into it and actually putting some thought and yes. some like I, like it took me a little while to really be like oh like for instance i have like a little card yeah like with just like it's just a personal one that i'm putting on my wallet mm-hmm. where i'm like oh but I'm someplace and I'm like, oh, I need just quick access to Bitcoin. I can be like, bloop. Yeah. You know, you can and pull I, it out. I've bought things with Bitcoin. I've bought, I've bought a burger at, with Bitcoin. I've, so it, I like to use it. I like I like the technology. I'm a nerd about people. I know people are like, oh, don't spend the Bitcoin. But it's like, dude, like, I don't buy it just to invest in it. You know, I definitely, like, you know, want to see the gains from it. But, like, that's the reason I came into this space. But... I like the technology. I like that there's an alternative. I like that, like, when there's, like, a wallet-to-wallet transaction, there is no uh, third party between us when we do it. Um, And people may not really give a crap about that, but that has huge significance if you really look deep into that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we could talk about that for hours. But, uh, you know, if people are, like, I know people to this day, you know, even... After you know, after a decade of Bitcoin being in existence, um, people, some people are still trying to wrap their heads around why it's valued as it is, and what is it around like twenty eight, twenty nine thousand dollars? Think about this, Ben. Pretty soon, pretty soon, we're going to be, um, we might be start dealing with Satoshi's, or we're going to start talking about Satoshi's as an investment. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. Which is which is like down to, or just like doing transactions and satoshis completely. Yes. You know, people are gonna you know when people like listen, not investment advice or financial advice. This is just my opinion, my observation of the market that I've been in for the past three years. Is you know when Bitcoin, what three, five, ten years from now. We will be, you know, instead of being like, oh, I need to get one Bitcoin, the average person is going to be like, I need to get like 100,000 Satoshis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's People will be making those sort of financial goals so they can be. Um, so, yeah. Uh, again, not financial advice there. but uh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is not financial advice at all. We're just talking about it because we have a generalized interest in yeah. like, you know, monetary stuff. So like. I have, I love the history of economics. I love how markets have worked. And while they have been equally just as predatory back in the day because of unregulation, they've also been very, very innovative too as well, Mm -hmm. you know, when you think about it. And yeah, there's, 
it's the it's the harsh reality of of capitalism. But we wouldn't we wouldn't be here where we are today without it. And you know, when you look at the history of money versus you know now we you know we are coming out of a fiat. We live. We're actually like really deep in a fiat system, you know. <clears throat> you know, you know, and there's like a difference between like the Austrian economics with you know like Hayek, you know, versus like uh, Keynes, uh, mm -hmm. Keynesian economics, mm -hmm. which is kind of like more of like credit expansion and. Sure. Um, sure. But uh, it's nerdy stuff. But they do those little differences do make a huge. Oh, it's a rabbit hole. Dude, it. Dude, it is a I'm rabbit hole. Fascinated by it, but, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you know what's you know what's funny because Austrian economics actually really cannot deny the value of Bitcoin anymore. You know, well, I don't know if it ever like <clears throat> a lot of people they've been talking highly about it though. You know, oh, I I don't think it ever denied it because it you know um, a lot of like Rothbardians and stuff they they like oh they really like. Bitcoin, they like gold, things like that. I'm not like well versed in that whole Me like, neither, world, yeah. Yeah. so I'm not going to try to pretend that I am. Um, but you know, there's factions of like economists. You know, what I mean, like you said, the Keynesians, and there's like the Rothbardians, and you know, I, I get it. And actually, you know, I. I see the value of all those, to be honest with you. I know oh, some absolutely. people are, are very anti-Keynesian, but it's like, I don't know. Like, i got to be honest with you, Ben. I, I, like, I used to be wicked anti-Keynesian, and now I'm just kind of like, I really don't care. It's just it's just the way it's making the world work right yeah. now. You know? I don't know what to say about the economic state right now. I'm going to be totally honest. I thought we would have seen a, a massive crash already. And I think what has prevented that is the Fed printing uh just an absolute fucking shitload of just dollars, <clears throat> unprecedented, unseen in history before, blowing even my own mind. Uh, so, I mean, we can get into the subject of inflation and stuff, So, but right now it just seems <coughs> like bread and circuses. Um, yeah, it, it, it's pretty wild, but, you know, that's what, what's one of the inspirations for Bitcoin's creation, why there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin mined, um, why there has to be a limited amount, and going back to, I guess, the sort of like moral argument behind Bitcoin, I've always seen Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, well, specifically Bitcoin, as honest money. It's, it's you can't manipulate it, so it's honest it's just a ledger just yeah, like and one it's long brain. like chain of receipts so to speak so yep. and it, it keeps and it, it keeps adjusting the value it's kind of programmed in to kind of readjust yeah. the value of itself it's going to be very hard for the average person to reverse a transaction good luck trying to match that computer power you know that's oh yeah absolutely man and that's the thing it's also the what the biggest computer network in the entire world think about that it's a computer network <laughs> you know um there it, it's it's it it's, seems to me it's here to stay. Um, so it, it <laughs> it's funny seeing you know I remember when Jamie Dimon, uh, when he from J P Morgan he totally trashed Bitcoin. I I forgot exactly what he said. He's like I'd fire any one of my employees who ever invested Bitcoin. And this is I think this was during like the late 2017. I think he like 
it was shortly like after those comments he made, like I think the bubble popped for that cycle yeah. of Bitcoin. And, you know, he just kept trashing it. And then all of a sudden you find out JP Morgan is getting into cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And then they're lighting up. It's because like, these people are buying it. You know, these people manipulate markets, folks. Like, <laughs> it's like they want a piece too. You know, they'll bash the investment they want. And then, you know, to, to drop it probably, too. You know, no, absolutely. They have that power and they do it. Um, and, and so it's like, so, you know, they back up the truck secretly, and then they find out later in reports, like, oh, J.P. Morgan, you know, they they just show, like, uh, transactions they, they may have bought Bitcoin or, like, other assets. And, and uh, now you see all these, like, hedge funds, like Grayscale bought a ton of Bitcoin. Uh, I think it was a, a Square app. I think yeah. this year was a huge for institutional money buying large amounts of Bitcoin for their clients. And was Square app? Cash app. Cash app, yeah. yeah. I, I think, isn't Jack Dorsey kind of like behind both of those or something? But I believe so, yeah. In, in any case, like this, like it was it was weird for me, like throwing money into Bitcoin like under $10,000 when I knew all this stuff was happening. happening. I'm like, this is insane. I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm like, you know, you start seeing yourself, you're investing with smart money, you know, as they're doing it. And, and you're just like, you can't even like imagine like, like what that is. Like you can't even like, because it's, it's just, and then you see the value now and you're like, holy like crap. Like this is real. This is actually real. Like Bitcoin went from like, here's some experimental currency. That's like a third option from from you know that, that that's an outside option from you know your fiat system your government system uh wow to see how yeah. it's come so far and you know i think the next big thing too as well is uh when you look at the nature of ledger when, when it, in regards to money and uh you know information and how it's distributed it and also its value of that mm -hmm. too as well mm -hmm. you look at things like ethereum where it's very malleable you know it's a very oh, malleable it's... type of thing where you can actually create smart contracts you know and that is a huge it's going to be huge you know, oh, smart contracts are going to be. It's. I think it, it, it's. It's. Yes, it's going to be huge. I think it's. It's going to change now, a lot of things. And, and, and it's. It's. Yeah, it, it's a game changer. And I. I wasn't big on Ethereum when I first got into the space. I was just sort of like, oh, you know, just another, just another coin. But they, I think they have proven themselves. I, you know, I think their fees are, you know, a problem right now because there's such a high amount of volume on the net on the network so obviously these are going to be higher but i think what has come from it especially in the DeFi space uh it's you know it's taken a massive chunk of the uh, activity in ethereum you know it's pretty much defined ethereum as the sort of the DeFi. uh not the DeFi hub but where DeFi can be uh, how how one can you know participate in that? Um, so I I'm impressed with it. It's here to stay, and I think it, that is going to have a lot of value behind it. You know, um, again, not investment advice, but this is just my opinion. I just I'm just very proud to see all the the great advancements from three years ago, from you know 
I can see why the bubble popped because, like, dude, the, the space wasn't ready at all. Like, it wasn't. It was just, like, it, like think of, like, a bunch of, like, you know, like, some drabby-looking, like, you know, uh, degenerates who were, like, you know, wearing, like, ball caps and, like, swearing. Because, like, that's what the crypto space was, and I think it actually matured. I think it actually matured these past three years where it's like, oh, do you want to play with institutional money? Do you want to play? You know, you got to mature first, and you have to prove yourself. And I think this, these past three years has definitely shown itself to be, and and now you're seeing it behind the value. Yeah, some uh, some crazy times. A lot of change going on right now. A lot of change. Yeah, that's for sure. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of scams in crypto, and there's a lot of degenerates promoting crap. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I get that all the time online. Be like, oh, yeah. come come join. I'm like, so, dude, go go away. Uh, <laughs> if you are gonna get into it, dude, be careful. Like, don't like someone's asking for private keys or things or your any if your information. Don't do it at all, and don't click on some stupid ad that's promising you, you know ridiculous returns or whatever um you have to do your own research but so yeah that's, that's if it's too good to be true it is yeah all right so yeah. we'll just put it there so there you go <clears throat> you know anyways uh yeah so the 2020 in a wrap i'm grateful today that uh, i got here um i went through a very tough time uh but uh i was able to kind of get myself out of that uh, out of that <laughs> funk uh, it took a lot of uh, it took a lot in me, and it took a lot of grieving, I guess you can say, in order to kind of like much needed grieving that was like much need. You know, it was uh, <clears throat> needless to say, uh, uh, you know, overdue. But uh, I'm grateful today to be here and to to be on this earth. Mm. You know, I was watching the. I had that like moment. Where I was able to watch the Bethlehem Star, the Christmas Star, the Grand Conjunction, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call yeah. it, um, it was like it was a cloudy night, and I remember just being like, "I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it when I get home." Mm-hmm. All right, um, and I when I went out in the backyard, there was definitely just like a nice clearing in that direction, and I was able to see it. And I dragged out mom and dad, and I was like, "Oh, there it is," you know. And they're like, "Oh, cool," you know, like uh, yeah. you know. Uh, Dude, I was I saw some uh, really cool celestial events, man. Like uh, I was on my home, on my way home from Rhode Island, and uh, I was watching the uh, Gemini Geminid uh, meteor shower, and you could just see like these fireballs just flying through the sky, dude. And I'm just like just driving on ninety, you know, west, just going. This is a cool show because when you go on ninety west, you're, like you're you kind of go through hills. So like as you're at the top of the hill, yeah. everything kind of opens up a yeah. little bit in the horizon. And then that's when I was able to see all those like shooting stars and whatnot. Nice. So I was cool. going by Springfield and there was this one, I'm not kidding you, man. I thought it was like actually going into Springfield. Um, it was like this fireball in the sky or going across. And I was like, that I'm like, I could have sworn that could have been CGI or something <laughs> like that. It was pretty crazy. Um, but uh, Yeah, you always see the crazy shit. I never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I I actually saw a few sh- shooting stars this year. More than I thought that I more than I can recall. You know, mm-hmm. past throughout my life. So I don't know. Maybe that's a sign. Maybe it's just 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 shit in the sky. You know. <laughs> I don't know. But I, hey, I remember there was that one night 
early this year, and you remember, um, just I'm, I know what you're I know what you're about we, to talk and, about. And, but and go ahead. It was it was even dark out. We were looking in the sky. We were having a fire, looking in the sky, and you're like, you saw something going across, like very faint, but you could see it. Uh, just light, just something going very steady, really slow very, and steady, you know, slow and steady, and it looked like it was so far away. It was just barely visible, but we both could see it. And it was just one after another following each other in this one path. And it was just doing this for, I, it seemed like. Dude, I, I remember that, man. And actually, I was watching, I was actually watching some like paranormal show this morning because I was like, oh, I'll be lazy and watch that, right? Yeah. And uh, it was in East Hampton and they showed like these people who just like whipped out their phones and just started filming these like lights in the sky yeah. that were like were moving intelligently with each other and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I'm like, there there actually could be something to this, but whatever. You know, um, maybe we are being visited. Who cares? You know, at this point, you know, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. It, 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 it's, we are probably being visited. I don't know what to do about <laughs> it. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. like, that's it. You know, like what, if they are visiting, they clearly have much more superior technology than we do. Or it's the government. <laughs> you know, you never know. But I just remember that one event, and it was just like I never, I've never seen it. And I had, to, and I was the one who's going to point that out, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, of I'm course, saying, you know, it's with you. We, we see the crazy shit and have the crazy experiences. You know, I would, I don't yeah. think I would have noticed it, but I mean, it's. I think <laughs> if I remember the direction, it was probably coming from like southwest. And uh, yeah, it was coming from no, it was the, coming from northeast to the southwest. Yeah, and it was going in that direction, and it just kept, and it was timely too. So you saw one go across, and I was like, okay, there it goes, and then you saw another one go yeah. in that same. And it was like in in like one after timed another. intervals doing that, yeah. and I was like, am I seeing things? And you're like, no, I'm seeing that too, yep. and I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, I think that was like what a year, late spring or something. I think so too. So yeah. Um, there's a lot we don't know, obviously, and you know, there's plenty of paranormal podcasts to keep anybody uh, entertained for hours and hours or even days. But um, I'll never forget the day. I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this because I don't really care, dude. So remember when Steve was living here? Yeah. All right. So I went out for that run, and I'm going. To, <laughs> I remember that. Oh my and god. And I'm running, dude. And uh, and I think this is right before. You know, uh, drones were a thing, like to like really available to the public. Mm. Um, it what it uh, I rem um, this is probably what it was now, but it scared the shit out of me. I was running along and I just saw this thing zip along the sky, and I didn't. I was wearing. I wasn't listening to music. I wasn't doing anything like that. I was mm -hmm. just going for my run, and uh, I just stopped and my, because it was right above the trees, mm -hmm. and I was like that looked pretty big and that went pretty fast and very smooth and i just immediately turned around and went home and i was like i can't believe what i saw it could have been now that i think about it and i didn't think about it back then it was a drone the only thing is i can't remember like <laughs> you know but it was big it was like yeah it was like pretty i want to say it was about the size of maybe like an suv or something like okay. that Pretty large. It's not like ancient. And I was like, and at first I was like, oh, that looks like a plane. <laughs> huh. And then I was like, there's no sound. 
And then I was like, all right, uh, I'm just going to go home now, and I'm just going to go back. Oh, my God. I do remember when you came running upstairs, and you're like, I just saw a UFO. And, and I remember Steve and I were just like, yeah, okay. And then we, and then Steve and I looked at each other, and we're like, wait a second. That, he's not joking around. Dude, I, I, I to this day... To this day, it was like as clear as day, but it was at night, you know. And it was like, <laughs> and I was just like, and I was yeah, because like, I remember like, oh, I'm going for a run, guys, and okay. And it was probably no more than like two minutes. You came right back up, and yeah. and then I just thought like, okay, he probably forgot something. And you're like, I just saw a UFO, and just from that moment of like disbelief to like, oh, he's not kidding at all. Oh man, I tell you, what a weird, you know what, what, what an opportunity to just be alive and to be able just to experience stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, God, you know, whether you believe that story or not, I, you know, I'm, I'm just telling it as it is. Yeah. As you saw, you know, hey, I've got weird experiences. God is my witness. As God is my witness. Yeah. God as my witness. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, well, what are we at right now? We're at like 40 minutes. So uh, I think this was a good just test podcast. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Hopefully the audio came out. And well, you had quite a few subjects. We talked 2020. We, talked we went to paranormal. Bitcoin. We woo-woo. talked to paranormal. We went, we went woo-woo for a little bit too. <laughs> but 2020, honestly, if there's anything I could say to anybody, you know, using this opportunity is – just one foot in front of the other, like you went through probably one of the worst years, maybe of your own life, you know, or maybe this was one of the best years of your life. I don't know, but it does. If it was a bad year, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to stay that way. And, uh, just, I don't know, just try to take control of the things that you can. Um, also, I don't want to like try to make it come off as like I'm Mr. Positive. Just try to you know like keep your head up, and it's like but you do. It's, it's like yeah, but it's I don't know. I don't know what else to say because I don't want to tell you like fucking give up. Just 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 lie there. Do nothing with your life. Like that doesn't sound like a pretty good option either. So you know maybe a little more towards the positivity. Um, so there we go. Live That's every day. Say. Live every day. Live every day, you know. You don't live once, you live every day. Yeah. You know, so. All right, cool. Um, thanks, Ben, for uh, uh, chilling on the podcast. And uh, this Happy New Year, everyone. Happy fucking New Year. Good night.